0: ...he wanted to know that he was one of them. He lowered his window a few inches and tossed it into the frigid night. He was going to have to ditch the Chevy, too. He wheeled into an alley, eyes peeled for a spot to hide the small car. Nothing. He leaped out and sprinted three blocks through icy flurries, darting in and out of shadows, keeping to alleyways. He was grateful his daily jog and workout afforded him such conditioning at 56 but he chastised himself for leaving the compound without a weapon. It had been months since Andy had had even a close call, but that was no excuse for laxity. If only he could distance himself enough from the Suburban, he could get Jack to have someone pick him up in a fresh, unsuspected car. Another black Suburban whooshed past ahead of him, and slid to a stop. Andy heard doors slamming and boots crunching. He whirled to head back out the way he came, but the original tailing Hydro roared up, blocking his escape. Andy slipped, but stayed upright as he quickly moved left to use a window ledge, hoping to hoist himself atop a one-story building. Too late. His pursuers had filled the alley, and he faced the barrels of high-powered weapons. A raw-boned, thin-lipped woman with a shock of silver hair stepped forward. "'Andrew Pass?' he wouldn't respond." Another uniform, a young man, patted him down. The vapor rushing from his mouth told Andy the kid was excited. Unarmed. He cuffed Andy's hands behind his back, the steel cold on his wrists. I'll want him. Oh, no. He ran a detector over Andy's limbs, stopping when a high-tone signaled the ID biochip beneath the skin of his right forearm. The young man studied an LED readout. It's pass, all right. Silver Hair waved the rest of the uniforms into position. They guided Andy to a windowless truck and boosted him into the back. When the door was shut, Andy lowered himself to the floor. With his hands behind him, he couldn't keep from pitching and rolling, banging into the door as the truck took off. Would his family or his compatriots have a clue what became of him? Could he escape? He had to try. He had to do something. Andy judged the ride at between ten and fifteen minutes, at a speed that sent him bashing from wall to wall. When the truck finally skidded to a stop, he wrenched himself into a sitting position by planting one foot and pressing his shoulder against the side of the truck. The doors opened, and he was yanked to the ground. The icy pavement was gritty, and the air smelled of moldering brick. They seemed to be in a run-down industrial park. A few buildings were operational, judging by their outside lights, but no doubt were deserted at this hour. The others looked abandoned, black hulks beyond the headlights of the cars ringing Andy. The Suburbans and a new one, a sleek, dark limousine. Andy strained to see who was inside, but its tinted windows were impenetrable. Some big shot. He shuddered. The silver-haired woman stood by the limo, talking to someone in the back seat. She came into the light, nodding to an underling who directed one of the Suburbans to the front door of the dark ruin to the left. Two men pulled a fifty-five-gallon drum from the back of the vehicle and awkwardly rolled it into the building. Two others grabbed Andy's arms and hustled him toward the door, a third propelling him from behind. They shoved him through the door and into a cavernous room where the two with the drum were prying off the perforated lid. It clanged to the floor. Andy closed his eyes and drew in a long breath, acrid fumes attacking his nostrils. Fear flared in him. He had imagined such a moment. He prayed he would remain stoic. The woman loomed over Andy, her eyes as silvery as her hair. Psycho eyes. She moved close and bent toward Andy's ear, her breath hot and wet. Recognize those fumes, Major? he glared, pulse raging, determined to stay silent. Surrender wasn't in his nature. A flying kick could topple this witch. A lowered shoulder and a headbutt might take out one or two more. But the odds were ludicrous. Even if he could make it to the door, there were at least four men outside, plus the driver and whoever else was in the limo. All were surely armed. Was he willing to die their way, or with bullets in his back? Time was running out. Actions have consequences, Andy, the woman said. Now others will get the message. The USSA does not tolerate subversives. Andy wanted to spit in her face.